0: Orsino locks us, Hera, Eros, and myself in the dining car. Hera and I sit on opposite sides, by choice. Is he okay? She asks me. I'm with Eros, still unconscious but otherwise fine. Not that that should make her feel any better. I decide not to respond. Mature, she says, reading my mind. I just hope you're happy. Oh my god, Raya, if your biggest concern right now is spite, you, but the door opens and Persephone, Char, Talc, and Clark shuffle in. They each sit at different tables, except for Talc, who opts to lean in the back. Clark sits in the booth closest to me. He sits up on his knees, his breath in my ear, Eros drooling on my shoulder. I'm gonna fucking snap. All right, that's everyone nearly... Orsino turns to Rebecca, who stands, arms crossed and staring at just me like a disappointed babysitter. I stare back, hoping my sharp eyes communicate that for once, for fucking once, this wasn't my fault. It was Hera's. Rebecca just shakes her head. This behavior is unacceptable, Rhea. I shrug Eros off, turn to Hera. She should say something. She should. Apollo has sustained a severe head injury that was not the something I was hoping for. Truman Ford, one of them, runs towards the cars with the bedrooms. You know, for the smart and graceful one, Hera's sure having trouble seeing two feet in front of her. She's about to fall on her face. Hard. I should just keep my mouth shut. Hera wants to go down as Apollo's convenient murderer. So be it. So be... Ugh, fuck me. It wasn't Hera. Hera was with me, and I'll say that every time I'm on camera for the rest of my life. Hera hops to her feet, looking pissed and not at all thankful for my alibi. Shut up, Rhea. Apollo needs immediate medical treatment, Rebecca. Oh. Huh. Rebecca says, looking a little confused, like it's started drizzling on a sunny spring day, and this is... Nothing more than a little inconvenient. Truman Ford comes rushing back into the car. His thick brows are knitted together over wide, dark eyes. She's right, but he is still breathing. Rebecca and Orsino look to each other. In one moment, I see very clearly how the rest of this goes. We turn around, go back to Minneapolis. It's too late. Apollo is dead. Hera gets taken off the train in cuffs, gets tossed in some cell with her buddy Black. Rebecca gets to make her punishment even harsher because in the public's eye, she didn't just kill Apollo, she killed the father of the next generation. Rebecca makes up some excuse about how dangerous Hera is and I never get to see her again. These last few fierce looks are all I'll get. My hands tied behind my back so I can't even hold hers, can't. Rebecca sighs. (sighs) <sighs> oh, well. That's it, Char says. You're going to let him die? Hera's voice cracks as she speaks. We can't turn around. Okay, then. Uh, let me off here. I'll wait with him. I'm sure someone can fly to us, Or, or... Hera looks around the room for a second, desperate for support that isn't there. No, we can't do that. Our location is secret. What do you mean? Rebecca turns coolly to Persephone at her question. Just what I said. You have to make an exception for emergencies, Rebecca. Especially when you've claimed Apollo is, is the father. Hera, it isn't worth the risk. We'll just have to leave him here. Hera stands abruptly. Then I'll stay with him. Fine, Rebecca says breezily. Panic rises in my throat. What the fuck is going on here? You can't do that. She can't, right? Unfortunately, Rhea, there's just... Not much I can do to stop her. I mean, she's non-viable, so as much as I love her company, I just really don't have the incentive to keep her here. Especially if she's going to be making this all more difficult. Hera, you can't stay here. We need to leave. Orsino interrupts. Shut the fuck up. Hera, come on. But she isn't even looking at me. No. "'No, Rhea, you heard her. It doesn't matter,' Hera says. "'One of the guards uncuffs her. I climb out of the booth. It does matter, and you know that.'" She turns to me now. "'Where was all this compassion an hour ago, Rhea?' "'What? This is totally different.'" "'Yeah, it, it does feel totally different. You know, because you, you're refusing to have conversations with me, to be honest with me, to understand how I'm feeling.'" and you're hunting me down. She's staring at me. She's boring a hole in me with her eyes, looking somehow more exhausted than I've ever seen her while also looking incredibly energized. Don't do this for him, I cry. I'm not doing this for him, Rhea. I'm doing this for me. Do you know how fucking hard it is for me to fight the people I love for the person I hate? The person who has lied and hurt me better than he's ever loved me. But we, we went through something together and I couldn't live with myself knowing I chose to side with you just because it was easier. You want to talk about living with yourself? About easy? And I feel a long-fingered hand on my arm, no, it is Eros, but slip from his grip anyway. Persephone has gotten to her feet, everyone in the room holds their breath like they know what I'm going to say. Everyone, except Hera. Hera, you were never fucking pregnant. Everyone lied to you, he lied to you. But you ruin yourself, because for him, that was fucking easy.
1: The morning rain has done nothing to take the edge off the already building summer heat. The first thing I do after I shut the door is turn on the AC. It's over 80, and the sun is still an hour from rising. I take a deep breath, start the car, program in Black's private residence. I've never been called there so suddenly. Dinners, parties, yes, but at 5.45am, no. But. I guess it makes sense. I'm not even Rhea's chaperone yet, but somehow, I'm already getting blamed for her mistakes. If you can call setting a couch on fire a mistake. You have to, like, try to do that, right? We share genes, not a conscience. And honestly, has anyone tested the gene thing? I'm kidding, of course. I just... When I was 13, I sure as hell wasn't smoking cigarettes. Although I'm not sure how much of it she actually managed to smoke. Hopefully this will scare her off them for life. Something tells me they won't. I'd try to prepare myself for how Black is going to turn this into my problem. Yeah, sure, we spend a lot of time together, but she spends none of it listening to me. She either spends the whole time monologuing about some injustice to me or reading. At least Apollo isn't here. I left him sleeping at home, although he very helpfully tucked my device under a pillow when it started ringing. He just. he doesn't understand Rhea. Not that I do, but I'm trying. Everything she does pisses him off, which does seem to be what she's going for, but still. It wasn't that long ago we were kids, too. Especially that age. Things are about to get so much harder. Oh, yes, right. That's what I'll remind Black. Rhea and Iris and everyone have only just learned the real specifics of the process. They're confused. And acting out. Even though Rhea is acting out enough for all of them. It doesn't help that she's been dragging Eros into all of her schemes. He broke his arm last week when Rhea convinced him to sneak out of his brick late at night. It could have been his neck. This can't be worse than that, right? That's what I tell myself as I pop the door open and dash through the rain and up the stone stairs of the president's residence. The two guards outside immediately open the door for me. Even half hidden by the hood of my jacket, my face is a little too recognizable. Apollo and I did this, I hate to call it a photo shoot, but it was a series of photographs to promote orange aid, this powder you put into water to test if it's purified properly. It tastes like baking soda and an orange rind that's been run over by a truck. I had to drink buckets of it for the shoot, and honestly, I bet eating one of the two-story tall posters would taste better. I smile politely as a butler type takes my jacket. Thank you. Would you know if she's... Hera? Black chirps from the doorway to her office. I take a step towards her, but... No. No. Let's talk in the sitting room. The sitting room? This is new. I think as I follow her into a small room, warmed by a glowing fire, stuffed with cozy chairs, Black settles into one, looking as out of place as a monkey at a funeral. Please, she says, gesturing towards the chair opposite her. I sit, roll the sleeves of my shirt up. How cold must she run to be able to sit this close to a fire on this hot morning? But she looks totally comfortable. Not sleepy, though. Her eyes are tired. Her hands twitch a little, and she works something over in her mouth before speaking. No, Apollo. He wasn't feeling great? Yeah, he was feeling very much asleep. The sleeping over is new. Something I've only been able to be open to since we officially announced our relationship. Not that anyone was even a little surprised. Even myself, resistant for so long, was relieved when I let him put a label on what we'd both been feeling for so long. I'm glad I took my time, though. Carefully selecting the word for the situation. It's about more than semantics. It's a set of expectations. Not so much a boundary, though, as a wall. The rest of the world is out there. We are in here, together. He's my partner. Nothing else much has changed, except I let him hold my hand, which he does often. And yeah, he sleeps in my bed most nights. I don't, yet. I've always had trouble shutting my brain off enough to rest. Adjusting to another person has been harder than I thought. But now at least when I lie awake and alone in the dark, I can watch his chest slowly rise and fall. I convince myself it's the same as dreaming. I'm going to call him. That's not necessary. Hera, I want him here for this. She says, unreadable, as she gestures to a guard by the door. They leave. She stands and shuts the door behind him. I clear my throat and then just go for it. My instinct is to apologize for Rhea's behavior, but I will not, because if she doesn't start to learn about consequences now, she never will. I recommend we put her through community work as punishment, but also mandate even more time with me, other women who have been through the coping process. This is an emotional time, but she needs to develop healthy coping mechanisms. Black sits back in her chair, rubs her eyes, smiles. You are going to be an excellent mother. I laugh a little bit. You couldn't pay me to be Rhea's mother. I can barely handle being her sister. Black is quiet now. The dim light makes it impossible to figure out how offended she is. Shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She raises a hand to me. Hera. Hera. She repeats again, like somehow that's a substitute for context to this whole meeting. I start to worry Rhea has somehow managed to create some other mess. Something worse. If she hurt someone, I'd know, right? If she was hurt, I'd... I wanted to wait until Apollo was here. Rhea's finally done it. She's killed Eros. Madam President, please don't. She stands slowly and closes the space between us. She drops to a knee in front of me, takes my hand as I watch the shadows of the flames climb her face, then her expression lifts into a tight smile. Hera, you are pregnant. I feel a happiness so sharp and sudden that the sensation is more like pain. My mind is moving so quickly and my chest so light I become aware of every physical sensation, the silk of my shirt grazing my skin, the cool metal of a ring on my right hand, each fiber of each sock pressed between my bare foot and my flat shoes. I must note everything to be sure I am still here, on the ground and not lifting away. I take my left hand from hers and share an almost frightened glance, like any sudden movement, a shudder or flourish or change in the air might shake this miracle from existence, but Black just nods, encouraging. But I am too afraid. (laughs) My hand trembles midair, unable to complete its journey alone. So Black helps, guides me to my own stomach. There, there, everything I have wanted since before I could put a name on it is there. We have all worked so hard for so long. Generations of knowledge and blood and sweat and tears have all come to this. Here in this spot, we have all been acutely aware of since we were smiling, slapping infants now feels completely irrevocably changed. You did it, she whispers as she raises a finger to wipe away the tear I must not have realized has fallen. Congratulations. Congratulations to you too. <laughs> I say, unable to comprehend what you even say at a time like this. The door bursts open. Apollo, looking more disheveled than I've ever seen him in public, bounds over to me. Right after you left, I I ran here. In a car. He gasps. What's going on? I open my mouth, try and tell him, but how? How could I manage something like... You and Hera have had a success, Black says, taking a step away from me. The concept is so foreign, so impossible. It takes him a few long moments before he grabs me and then immediately regrets it. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I say, taking his face in my hands and kissing him. He pulls me in close, holds me. I feel him shudder, hear him cry. I will give you a but Black can't finish before Apollo pulls Black herself into our hug. Thank you, he whispers in her ear. She, clearly uncomfortable, pats us both on the back. She steps away, tugs Apollo's shoulder slightly, so he too releases me. It's important you know that we are now in unknown territory. This is a fragile situation. Her voice is shaky with nerves and happiness, but regardless of the future... This advance alone is incredible. Something to be so, so proud of. She stands, but anything can happen. Yes, I say, tasting my tears on my smiling lips, anything can happen.
0: Raya, you can hide out in here. Persephone says, opening the door to her car. The train rushes by outside, all of us, Hera and Apollo included, still on it. After the news broke, after I broke the news, Rebecca just wanted to get away from Hera and start things up. I've somehow made our pseudo-kidnapping even worse. Persephone sits on her bed. I drop next to her. You okay? And when I open my mouth to say, of course, the sheer weight of what I just did to Hera hits me. Hard. I fucked up, huh? I say, barely audible even to myself. Honestly? Persephone says, standing. I don't know yet. Are you going to talk to her? I'm going to fucking try, but... But... Shit. She raises a hand to her mouth. Are you okay? You know, Raya, I have this insane heartburn nausea combination, and I can't stop sweating, and all I want to do is sit down. Maybe if I told Hera that, she'd be glad this didn't really happen to her. That's not funny. I say, of course it isn't fucking funny, Rhea. Jesus Christ, my body is in revolt and I still know enough not to say anything that insensitive. I'll give you lessons sometime. God, Persephone, I hope your kid isn't soaking up any of your crazy in there. Yeah, Rhea, well, I hope you aren't fucking any of your crazy into anyone. What did you just, um, hello? Persephone prepares to push past Clark and suddenly, despite everything, I can't help but say, wait, Persephone, stay. No, Persephone says, appalled, shoving past Clark, who just lingers in the doorway. I suddenly want to be anywhere else, my skin itches, my mouth is dry. How is Hera I say, eventually. It's a little unclear, honestly. Yeah. Is he... Is he wearing my shirt? Raya, are you okay? Everything about every inch of his face tells me he wants to cross the room and... And what? This is going to be complicated. There's going to be feelings, a conversation. Eros and I spent a lot of nights out with a lot of different people and that was fine. We never needed to have a conversation about what was going on because we didn't need to put any more pressure on each other. I, I mean, when everything else about your existence is so serious, you just need someone in your life to just be for fun. I can't deal right now. I think I say out loud as I bury my face in my hands. All right, that's fine. Please go. Also fine. Completely fine. He says, swaying there for just a second more. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe he'll seek out that part of me that wants him to stay, to sit in silence, to hear me rage against Black and Apollo and Orsino and this whole fucking system for putting me into this role I've never asked for, never wanted, but also never could have pictured screwing up so fucking badly. She's going to forgive you, you know, but... but she can't do that until she accepts what the actual truth is. Clark wraps his knuckles on the door frame and then leaves. I lay back on the bed, stare at the matte metal ceiling of the car. It feels like three in the morning, but it's not even eight a.m. Everything is so bright. The sunlight is pounding onto the white snow outside, reflecting back in here, and I can't, I can't fucking take it. I get up and I stomp over to the window, grab the curtain in my hand, and feel the cheap fabric clenched in my fist and then yanked like I'm slitting the window's fucking throat. And finally, finally, it is dark and musty and the sound is damp. I feel very alone. Why did I tell her now? Why did I tell her now? In front of all those people, most of whom she barely knows or likes. Why couldn't I have kept my fucking cool for once? Why couldn't I have waited? Why am I like this? Why am I always so willing to take this shit out on people I actually care about? I know why. It's because I know they won't hurt me back. Clark or Hera, they're not gonna fight me. They're just gonna take it. Which is good because you know what? I don't wanna feel better so much as I want someone else to feel worse. I don't deserve them. You know, I really fucking don't. It should've been. It Should've been Iris who got them. I mean, she would have wasted any time getting fucked up or arguing about boys or, or, or whatever else I decide is a problem. Fuck, if Iris... If Iris had a Hera, you know, they probably would have fucking solved this whole repopulation thing. Hey, hey. Eros is right behind me. I shove him away. What the fuck do you want? I demand, wishing he'd just throw open the door and get the fuck out of here. Huh? I shove him again. I wanted to see if you were all right. Why? Because you're upset. You're, you're crying. And I go to push him again, but he grabs my wrists. He holds them for a second, lowers my arms. I whip my hands out of his. I'm fine, go. I spit, but unlike Clark, he doesn't budge. We both stand there, unmoving, unsmiling, strangers in a stranger place. I stalk away from him without turning my back. We circle each other like predators. He backs up towards the wall with the darkened windows. I walk backwards and sit on the bed. He slides to the ground. I look down at him. He folds his knees up to his chin. I fold mine. Sit cross-legged. We watch each other for a long time, breathing quietly, barely blinking. I'm not sure when I stopped crying, but I, I wasn't aware that I'd started. The train fills the silence, moving us further and further away from home. Closer to... I don't know. This isn't fair. I finally say. He doesn't respond. Just keeps looking straight ahead, big eyes boring into me. No, it's worse than that. It's... It's fucked up. It's cruel. You barely say a word to me for months, but these last 24 hours? I mean, what do you want from me, Eros? He finally opens his mouth to respond, but I interrupt him. And don't deflect or pretend like you haven't been acting like you hate me. I don't hate you, he says easily. I do hate how in my face you've been, and I hate having to be so close to you. And I hate how much I miss you. Eros, that is so fucking dumb. I hate how I knew you were going to say that. That counts as deflecting. You know, before, I was so jealous of how, how you were. How easily you shrugged off everything everyone has tried to put on us. Every other person couldn't shut up about past mistakes or the future, good or bad. But you, you were so stubbornly present. I wanted to be there with you. Be close to you in the present. But I couldn't get there alone. I couldn't shut off everything. I had to be fucked up all the time, just... He holds up his hands, frames my face from there on the floor. Blur everything. So all I could see was you. He drops his hands. Iris could never stop. She was always so worried about what she'd done and what she would never be able to do. She also kept saying that The thing with Apollo had ruined any chance she had of making things right with you or Hera. Please, don't do that. Raya. you never let me talk about her. Talk about her all you want, but don't pretend she didn't do bad things. She made a mistake. So have you. So you've reminded me every fucking day. Why why is it you have spent months punishing me for some mistake? Any mistake, but you've completely forgotten everything Iris ever did. Because it was our mistakes that got her killed, Rhea. I didn't do anything, neither did you. And that's why she's dead. His voice cracks like he's a little kid. I heard her. What? I heard her. I heard her call out for me, but I didn't get up. I didn't see what was wrong, and then Apollo killed her. I dropped to my knees on his eye level. There's a million questions I want to ask, but, but they'd all push him further and further back into that night. Hey. He buries his face in his arms. Hey. Hey. I say, tugging his ear, just hard enough to get his attention. He snaps his head up. What did you just say? He looks at me, confused. I, hey, I repeat, what did you just say? He pauses, catches on. Apollo killed her. I lean back. Say it again. He shakes his head. Not until you do something for me. I cock an eyebrow. What happened to Hera? I told her, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. I, Rhea, this is completely different. I'll wait. (sighs) Black lied to Hera. Apollo lied to Hera. Happy? No. You? No. Can't say we didn't try, huh? He smiles. My whole body tingles the way your skin does after a long winter, the first time you feel that weak spring sun. You know... You're smiling a lot for a person who is not happy. I brought my chin up on my knees. You're wrong, you know? Yeah, I know. No, no, not about I gesture to his grin. That situation. I've always been worried about what's going to happen. You just didn't want to hear it. I mean, how many times did I wonder aloud if this, I point to him, then to me. This was going to be it if we weren't going to end up being the last people on the planet. Raya, I guess. I guess that never sounded all that scary to me. My back is still against the bed. His, the wall. Our bodies are maybe two feet apart but the tension in the air is so heavy that we might as well be on top of each other can i ask you something he shrugs even if you forgive me for what happened to iris even if you forgive yourself mm-hmm. you're um you're never going to forgive us right. He slowly but definitively shakes his head. This is over. Now he nods, head heavy. You promise? Yeah, he says, barely above a whisper. I promise, Raya, that this is over. And he slowly extends a hand, pinky out. I would laugh at the absurdity of it all if I could breathe. Instead, I offer the only appropriate response, my own pinky. Our fingers lock like we're six again, like nothing in the last 17 years has happened. He's the same. We will be here for as long as these two shitty, disappointing bodies allow, never getting nearer or farther. In this playground connection. He feels it, and I know that because he's yet to release my finger. He rubs his thumb over my fist. This is over. He nods, understanding but still not releasing me. Instead, he pulls me roughly to him. My knee's now on the ground, so there's no space between he and I. He kisses me hard and i don't have any time to think about anything but how much i have missed the exact pressure of his exact lips on mine i go to run my hands through his curls but right you hate it he breathes i really do i say nipping ever so slightly his ear with my teeth he tucks his arms under me lifts me just enough to throw me onto the bed and all at once i feel right and wrong and good and bad and so, so much like myself again.